Welcome to the Special Needs Travel Podcast, a Lily and Magnolia Travel Production. I'm your host, Tina Farmer. I'm a mom of two wonderful little boys, one of which is on the autism spectrum. I'm a travel advisor, an IBCCS certified autism travel professional, and an accessible travel advocate. I believe travel is for everyone, and that's why on this podcast, we address ways to make travel accessible and successful for everyone. For more information about what I do and who I serve, head on over to www.lillianmagnoliatravel.com. Hey buddy, what's one place in the world that you want to travel to right now? New York. Why do you want to go to New York? Because I want to see the Empire State Building. Ooh, that's a pretty cool building, isn't it? Can we go inside of it? Yes. What? Did you know that there's a race to go to the top of the Empire State Building? You have to go all the way up the stairs? No. No, I know. Could you imagine how big your calves would be? Oh my gosh. That's silly, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good morning and welcome to episode one of the Special Needs Travel Podcast, a Lillian Magnolia Travel Production, season two. I know I've been away for one whole week between season one and season two, but I'm happy to come back and be a part of a new sponsor and network that I've been hinting about on Instagram and Facebook called Trav Market Media. We're a network of travel podcasters talking about, well, you guessed it, travel. This network is our fellow travel agents with travel topics to inspire and educate about niche travel topics like this podcast, in which I'll dive into a lot about autism travel and other special needs. Of course, I'll talk about autism travel because that's what I know, um, especially because my oldest son um, has recently been diagnosed with autism and we'll discuss the unique challenges some travel agents might face when working with clients on the autism spectrum or other special needs. I also plan on talking about other special needs beyond autism, so stay tuned for those episodes. This is to help better support you and your clients. And of course, I am well aware that other people that may not be in the travel industry could possibly be listening to this podcast. So this information is relevant to you. And if it sparks something or inspires you to want to learn more information, feel free to reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. So take a moment and check us out on Trav Market Media. There's so much information just waiting for your ears to (laughs) be shared. This is a really exciting time for me to join this network and be able to share traveling the world with special needs. And this season, I'm going to be looking at a variety of different travel topics that are relevant and related to travel and special needs travel. We'll be looking at traveling while pregnant, which is this episode right now, traveling with small children, gluten-free travel, autism travel, and so, so, so much more. And I cannot wait uh, to share all this information with you. I'm so very excited to share this season. And as we move away from Disney, even though it's still such a big part of my life, uh, I realized that there's so much more out there than just Disney. Uh, We're going to see what's available to those with special needs and have plenty of opportunities to travel uh, once all this COVID-19 stuff is over so that you will be inspired to pack up your bags and push away from the tarmac. So before we launch into this episode, let's take a few minutes to listen to a few words from my sponsor.
I know I've been away for a couple of days. I thought I was going to take a break between season one and season two, and I did not. But I am very happy to come back and share some more travel topics with you that are in regards to special needs travel with a special emphasis on autism travel. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to season one yet, please, after this episode is over, take some time to go back and listen. I talk a lot about Disney. Um, I talk a lot about autism and accessible travel and so many other things in season one. So uh, I would love it if you would take a little bit of time and go back. I know that if you've read the title of this podcast episode, you may be thinking, how can pregnancy be a special need while traveling? Well, if you've never traveled while pregnant, you'd be surprised to learn that, especially if you have a high-risk pregnancy, there are a few things to consider before going on a trip while pregnant. Join me as I share some insight on things to consider before you go on a trip while you're pregnant. Baby moons, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, are a fantastic way to get away before a couple welcomes a new baby into the world. Or if you have a second child coming in, that's a perfect way to symbolize the end of your first child's time as a single child and to welcome your second child into your family. I'll be talking about my own pregnancies and experiences while traveling and maybe during this amazing travel experience, travel agents will find ways to consider shedding a light on planning baby moons for their clients and how it's such an amazing opportunity to plan a trip for someone that is expecting a baby. So without further ado, let's dive right into the podcast. Many clients ask me if it's feasible to travel while pregnant, and travel at any time can present challenges, but pregnancy presents challenges that can be met with just a little bit of extra planning. This is a special time, and you absolutely can have an amazing time with your family or your spouse as long as you take some things into consideration before you go. So right away, know that I'm not a doctor. I'm just (laughs) putting this right away. Please talk to your doctor before you plan a trip or travel anywhere. And I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. And I can only comment on how things went to me. I listened to my doctor during both of my pregnancies, and I was given a no-go during my first pregnancy to travel and an all-clear for my second pregnancy. So as such, I'm talking mostly about how I traveled during my second pregnancy. But regardless, you may not want to travel the way that you used to travel uh, because, you know, your body is different. You're growing a human being. So there are some things uh, from the speed in which you travel to what you may or may not necessarily get to see while traveling that you might want to consider. So with my first pregnancy, like I said, I was considered high risk and I had a lot of trouble with my son. So the doctors recommended that I stay put in case he came early, which he did. And that's a good thing that I listened to my doctors in that regard because I wouldn't want to, to um, have a preemie like I did um, in a foreign country or in a state where I didn't know a doctor or anything like that. So to err on the side of caution, we all agree that in the best interest of my health and my son's health that I stay put during my first pregnancy. So with my second son, I was still considered high risk, um, but I was in a lot better shape with him. So my doctors gave me the all clear to travel until um, my 34th week of pregnancy. So the two biggest things for me, and this is why I encourage you to talk to your doctor, is that I was getting progesterone shots every week. So I could only travel one week at a time. So there was no opportunity for me to take a two week vacation or anything like that after my 16th week of pregnancy. So prior to my 16th week, I could travel 
as much as I wanted to, and it was fine with my doctors, but I started getting progesterone shots, like I said, at um, week 16, and then it stopped at week 34. So between week 16 and week 34, I couldn't travel anywhere for longer than a week. So what I would do is I would get my progesterone shot from the doctor, and then as soon as I got the shot, and it was so painful. Uh, well, if you've had progesterone, you understand what I'm talking about. But it was not. It was not fun. It was a horrible shot. But I would get the shot, and then I would fly immediately <laughs> from the doctor's office to the airport and off to the destination that I was going to. Um, and then get back in time for my next dose of progesterone. During my second pregnancy, I was able to travel to a couple of places actually that was it was pretty amazing that I, I personally got to do this. I'm not a fast traveler, I'm definitely a slow traveler, but I was able to travel to Turkey, Japan, and the island of Maui before I couldn't travel anywhere after um, week 34. And this is all, <laughs> this is to say that you should have a plan before you go. And especially when you're working with a travel agent, um, that's something to consider for your clients is they're, you know, if they're pregnant, like what can and can't they do? Because there could be so many different things, like if they're high risk, like I was, or if, you know, they're just experiencing some sort of complications that makes it a little bit harder for them to have a full itinerary, uh, making sure that you have a plan is my best advice. And what I mean by that is talk to your doctor again before you travel. And this way you can decide what's best for you and what your limits are. So then when working with a travel agent, you're able to um, express exactly how you can travel and what would be the best for you as far as itinerary planning is going. If you're high risk like I was, that might mean no walking around Tokyo at 15,000 steps per day. And I say this because during my second trimester, it was okay for me to do that. But in my first trimester, that would have been a really bad idea. And I was tired after walking 15,000 steps every single day. Thank you so much, Fitbit. <laughs> I was on the edge of preeclampsia and my balance was really thrown off and we would have had to consider visiting Tokyo on a slowed down version much later in my pregnancy, but I was glad that I was able to go during the first trimester when um, I wasn't getting those progesterone shots, but also I wasn't so so um, pregnant <laughs> that it would have made it that much difficult to travel there. I also recommend that you don't go in blind when traveling. And what I mean by that is make sure, again, <laughs> that you have some sort of itinerary. So for me, uh, as a travel agent, I mapped out each and every day that we were there in Tokyo. And I made sure I knew where all the restrooms were, nudge, nudge, other travel agents. Um, and I knew where there were restaurants. And I booked them so that I would have a place to use the bathroom and get a bite to eat because I was hungry. <laughs> lot when I was pregnant. Uh, this also gives you an idea of what you'll be doing so there's no surprises while you're traveling and you'll know when your day ends because like I said when I was walking those 15,000 steps a day in Tokyo I was like oh my god when is this day gonna be over? I am exhausted. I always add in a section for my clients that are traveling while pregnant to know where the nearest hospital is just in case 
something happens. You don't want to be somewhere in the world and not have access to a hospital. And I mean, from personal experience, my son came early and if I had traveled, I could have had him easily in another country because we were planning a trip during my first pregnancy. Um, and then we didn't go because my doctor said not to go. But just in case that happens, I always encourage to have uh, the location of the nearest hospital to where your client or you are going to be traveling because it's super important just in case something happens. I can't emphasize that enough. On that same note, make sure you take in time <laughs> to take tons of breaks. It's extremely important to take this time to slow down. The world is out there waiting for you. During pregnancy is not the time to commando uh, a vacation. So just take your time, see what you can see, and be thankful that you got to experience this, you know, this time away to enjoy before baby gets here. I know with my pregnancy, I could have created a very dangerous situation for my child and myself if I had not taken breaks. I took a lot of them, especially when I went on a 36-hour trip to Turkey. I went solo, and I was 10 weeks pregnant, and I was full-blown in the midst of morning sickness, and I couldn't enjoy anything I ate in Turkey. I lived off of Sprite and crackers, so it's, I was kind of sad, and I, I took another trip to Turkey just so that I could eat the food and visit my family, but I was kind of sad that during that whole trip, I couldn't eat anything because I was just really, really suffering from morning sickness. So I penciled in days with my family, and I visited historical places, but while remembering that I couldn't power through a day, and not pay for it later. So I definitely, every chance I got while we were visiting places like Ephesus or Kushidasi, I made sure to take a break regardless of what was going on. I would find somewhere to sit down and just chill for a little bit. I had to make sure that I didn't overtire myself because I know my doctor was saying that um, I could miscarry if I wasn't careful. So I, I was extra vigilant during my trip to make sure that I didn't get super duper tired. And speaking of breaks, <laughs> while we all love to take those Instagram perfect shots, I was not about to walk around Turkey, Japan, or Maui in a form-fitting dress with unsupportive flats on. Not at all. This is, this is the time to be comfortable. <laughs> and I brought clothes with me that were comfortable and that I'd worn several times before because I didn't want to show up on vacation and end up in something that I wasn't comfortable in or that made it, uh, you know, my belly had grown so large that I couldn't fit into that beautiful form-fitting dress that you see on some of the <laughs> Instagram models. So vacation and pregnancy, again, is not a time in my humble opinion to set out in something you've never broken in. And that goes especially for clothes and shoes. So wear the most comfortable clothes you can while traveling. And I'm not saying that you can't dress cute. If you want to, please, by any means, I'm just saying dress in clothes that feel comfortable to you and allow for room for breathing and for your belly because, you know, it's expanding. <laughs> I wore mostly leggings and a tunic top or flowy dresses or tennis shoes or supportive sandals like Tevas when I was traveling because, uh, you know, when you're pregnant, your feet swell. And I was not about to have super duper frozen, I'm frozen. I was not about to have super duper swollen feet at the end of the day because I wore really uncomfortable shoes. Um, and this was when I visited Turkey and Maui. I did that. I visited Japan in the middle of winter. So I ended up wearing winter dresses with fleece leggings because I just was not, I don't like 
maternity jeans. So I just said, forget it. I'm just going to wear leggings and I'll be comfortable. And I bought snow boots that were really supportive and cushioned inside so that my feet didn't swell uh, while I was walking around Tokyo. And maybe I looked a little silly <laughs> in my snow boots, but I was very comfortable. So it is what it is. Um, I didn't want to be hot, and the leggings on my belly were super supportive, so that's why I, I did what I, that's why I chose what I chose. And the tunic top and the dress that I was wearing was flowy and comfortable. And that way, again, I had room for my belly, and I was cool while I was in Turkey and Maui, and warm while I was in Japan. And when I was on my last trip to Maui, I was about um, 28 weeks long, and I was so excited for my son to get here, but I was also so tired. I took advantage of resting a lot during that trip and being with family that was able to go and order me stuff to eat So while I sat at a table. And I know this goes without saying that eating is so important if you can muster it up while you're vacationing. I know some of us suffer from... Um, I can't remember the term right now, but I know it's the prolonged morning sickness through your whole pregnancy, or we suffer through morning sickness during the first trimester, or there's other kinds of things that make us not want to eat while we're pregnant. So uh, I took advantage of that. <laughs> I took advantage of my family being able to order food for me um, while I rested at the table with them. And my bonus tip, I know this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but bring a pregnancy wedge with you. I found that the pillow to prop up my belly at hotels was not cutting it. And the wedge gives your belly some support and you won't be taking up a lot of space in your carry-on bag or your checked bag with uh, the pregnancy uh, belly wedge in there. And trust me, you will thank me later when you have that support for your belly because those pillows, again, do not work <laughs> while you're pregnant. And that's just, that's a tip for you other travel agents too. Like make sure, tell your clients that when they're traveling, like make sure you pack a pregnancy wedge because you're going to, you're going to thank me later for how comfortable you are when you're sleeping. And again, and I cannot emphasize this enough, please, before you plan a vacation and before you talk to a travel agent or before anything gets off the ground, please talk to your doctor before you can go. Especially if you're traveling somewhere in your second or third trimester. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, most pregnancies, I feel like in general, go smoothly and nobody has to worry about anything as far as baby coming too soon. But in the case that it does happen, I would, I would like you to play safer then sorry by talking to your doctor and making sure that it is safe for you to travel. So these are things that worked for me when I was pregnant and traveling, and they might work for you too. You have to do what feels best and what makes you feel comfortable during this totally amazing time at creating a new life. If you're considering planning a trip and you're expecting a little one, and if you're working with me, Make sure that I know about your pregnancy or if you're working with another travel agent or if you're a travel agent and you have a client, maybe this is a question that you might slip in, but I think most clients are, uh, at least in my experience, they're ready. They readily let you know that they're pregnant. Um, just make sure that that is told so that there's no wild itinerary plans happening and there's plenty of space for um, taking that pregnancy into consideration. Because, of course, I want nothing more then for you as travel agents to help your client have an amazing vacation. And if you're working with me, I want you to also have an amazing vacation. So having a baby, like I said, is a perfect excuse to plan a baby moon. So if you're thinking about planning a trip in the not so distant future, a baby moon in particular, let me know. And I'd love to help you bring your travel dreams to reality. It's 
such a great time to reconnect and bond with your spouse, or especially um, as a travel agent, this is a way to help your clients really facilitate time together before they welcome that little bundle of joy into the world. So the next episode, I'm going to be talking with Ashley Olandali of Fly Family Travel, another travel agent, and she's going to be talking with me about traveling with your infant, which is also, in my book, another special need that someone should consider, especially a travel agent, because traveling with an infant is way different than traveling with a toddler, which is also way different than traveling with a school-age child, which is also way different than traveling with a teenager. So I cannot wait to share with you this episode because Ashley's got a lot of great stuff to share. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, If you have any tips to add, I would love for you to leave it on my Instagram or my Facebook just to continue the conversation outside of this podcast. Thank you so much again, and I will see you real soon. Thanks for listening to the Special Needs Travel Podcast, a Lillian Magnolia Travel Production. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a review. Travel is for everyone, no matter their ability. If you have any questions or you want to continue the conversation, I'm available on email at dina at lillianmagnoliatravel.com or you can reach my sponsor, www.travmarketmedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And as always, I will see you real soon.